Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and we are continuing our kind of haunting Halloween episodes uh, with the Mount Rushmore podcast. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I'm joined as always by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And there's another ghostly apparition floating through the Mount Rushmore studios right now. Who are you, spirit? Who are you? I'm PJ Bayo. How's it going? <laughs> what a friendly ghost. He's like Casper, <laughs> but he's PJ. It's PJ Bayo, who is a comic and actor and raconteur and all the other things. Um, he's a very funny dude. You can uh, see him performing all the time at clubs that are really online clubs uh, in L.A. right now. Flappers is one of them. Um, PJ is our guest this uh, Halloween-flavored uh, episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast to discuss what is kind of an esoteric topic, the Mount Rushmore of bedsheet ghosts. Uh, PJ, you are a aficionado of horror and slasher and things supernatural. At what point in your uh, kind of fondness for this um, cultural phenomena, did you wonder why the fuck are dead people portrayed as people wearing bedsheets in in movies and TV? Or did you ever? When did it occur to you? To yeah, it's ridiculous. That? Well, you know, I, I you know probably watching Scooby Doo and Casper was the first time I saw a bedsheet ghost because the ghosts in Casper are patterned after bedsheet ghosts. Yeah. And uh, but to get to the heart of the bedsheet ghost, the true origin, you have to go back to death. Mm -hmm. death back in the day when they used to wrap bodies in in death shrouds bed sheets pretty much ah okay and so i guess it was just assumed when someone comes back from the afterlife that they uh they just like throw that shroud over their head and walk around like or float around yeah, float float around yeah <laughs> and maybe cut convenient eye holes too <laughs> Imagine, imagine, imagine back in the day when they just like, if they had just dressed him up as a clown before they, before they put him in the earth and then they came back just still dressed up like a clown. That's what it's got to be. The clown ghosts. Well, I think it's a funny phenomenon worth um, discussing uh, in our idiosyncratic way here on the Mount Rushmore podcast. So we may hear a little bit more about um, the uh, origins of this pop culture phenomena, but we're going to discuss our choices of things that uh, most represent or best represent or oddly represent uh, the bedsheet ghosts in in um, pop culture and whatever. So, uh, PJ, what's your first choice? Oh, my first choice would probably be Michael Myers and Halloween. Oh, okay. Wow, cool. Okay, well, tell tell me why you chose that one. Uh, well, it's one of my favorite movies, and it's just uh, a pretty ridiculous scene because it's it's <laughs> scary but yet hilarious because Michael mm -hmm. Myers is wearing a bedsheet. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of a monster in dressed as a monster, which is kind of funny. Exactly. To begin with, yeah. Uh, for those uh, who may seek out PJ's uh, social media handles, you might see Michael Myers, uh, the image thereof, uh, popping around on those. Uh, uh, photo pages, and that's because uh, one of the things PJ does is a show called Cosplay Comedy, and he performs as Michael Myers. Uh, where did you, how did you develop that routine? And could you describe what you do to be a, uh, the shape, a character that doesn't have a voice but still delivers stand up comedy? Well, it started out as uh, I was also doing another cosplay character, I was doing Jason the Hack comic. Very funny. <laughs> who is uh, 
<laughs> Jason Voorhees, and, and the, the, you know, the act Jason doesn't have a voice, so I wanted to give him a voice. And so the voice I chose to give him was Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> doing hacky jokes and poetry and it worked and i wanted to expand my you know my field of, of cosplay comedy characters and i i took on the challenge of michael myers and it was like well i would really be doing the character a disservice if i gave him a voice so mm -hmm. i do it all with flashcards. yeah so, so yeah, so he just holds up big flashcards and tells his jokes that way. And yeah, what was, was a star that, guy? I'm late. I had to get a babysitter. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. I wish you could do a little bit of it for us, but <laughs> not the best medium for it. Uh, well, let me ask you this: uh, uh, you, last a previous episode, we had our buddy Don from the Classic Horror Shop, uh, and I think you guys are acquainted. But Don sells a Michael Myers. Don sells such a broad variety of Michael Myers masks. It was kind of surprising. There was the Captain James T. Kirk mask that she sells that is then customized by people um, to be a Michael Myers mask. And then there's just flat out different varieties. Um, I can imagine uh, in your abode there are a few different uh, bits of horror paraphernalia. Do you have a, a Michael Myers mask sitting around? Uh, I, I have three. Would you like? Me okay. To <laughs> day evening casual poolside well i've got the halloween two mask and i've got the halloween one mask and then i've got another one called the elrod mask uh which is uh from halloween two and and trick-or-treat studios has a license to make these masks and what they do is they take certain angles from certain scenes of the movies and 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 uh, mold a mask from that okay because you know, I guess Michael Myers has different looks, I guess. It's the same mask, it's just a different angle. Mm. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's weird. But you know, the, the mask they used in Halloween 2 was the first, was the, it's the same mask that was used in Halloween 1. It, oh, just well. looked, it just looked different and looked wider because Dick Warlock, the actor who played Michael Myers in the, in the second movie, just had a wide head. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just how snugly the mask fit on his 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 head yeah who was yeah. the first wasn't dick chudnow wasn't the first guy who was the first michael myers um oh, putting you to the test shoot okay well we <laughs> do know, know that nick he castle it's nick castle nick castle we do know that he wore a bed sheet at one point <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's the most important thing what so i the, like about it what i liked about it too is that he also, like, I don't know, did he have a sense of humor? He put the glasses on over yep. the bed sheet, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it seems so strange and, like, seemingly out of character now for, like, this guy who's, like, this great kind of silent killer to just be standing there also. And then he's, you know, he's got glasses that look like, uh, gosh, I don't even know what. Uh, uh, who's, <laughs> like, a Drew Carey or, like... Yeah. The Buddy just, Holly, uh, the month. Yeah. Yeah, they were kind odd. of like aviator glasses. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a very funny um, first choice. So thank you, PJ. And uh, Richard and or Michael, who's going to start us off? I'll start us off. And our first one's a little bit less scary than that. It is uh, Charlie Brown. Ah, oh, nice. The, uh, from, <laughs> it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, when he uh, attempts to make a bedsheet ghost. Uh -huh. And winds up fucking the whole thing up because he's a hopeless fuck up because he's Charlie Brown. And it, if you'll remember, it has about 20 eye holes in it. 
-hmm. and he winds up getting nothing but rocks. <laughs> um, and uh, this was memorable for me personally because in college, I think, believe it was either in college or right after college. Mm -hmm. um, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and I went to Santa Monica for the big Halloween Bacchanal festival thing that they do down there. And my bright idea was, oh, I'll get a bed sheet and I'll cut it up like Charlie Brown and I'll get a bunch of holes in it and I'll get a bag with rocks and there's my Halloween costume. Mm. There were two problems with this. One, the rocks were, rocks are heavy. And if your <laughs> goal is to go to a party and get drunk walking around the street all day, carrying around a bag of rocks is a bad idea. The second <laughs> bigger issue was that I didn't bother to trim the bed sheet. So it was much longer than it was wide. So I'm in a crowd of about 100,000 people trying to walk with this like bed sheet trailing behind me like it's a bridal gown or something. <laughs> and I'm just constantly getting stepped on and practically knocked to the ground. And oh. I was the fuck up in this case. Much like, <laughs> much I, I can understand where Charlie Brown came from with this. And I just, I just, growing up as a kid, I loved Charlie Brown. He was so relatable. And I think this was the perfect example of Charlie Brown attempting to do something simple, kind of like with his handwriting. How Charlie Brown mm -hmm. always had trouble writing with a pen whenever he yeah. had a pen pal. Same sort of thing. Just basically incapable of doing the most basic stuff. Mm -hmm. it's it's nice that. it's a nice um contrast too to like the seven other kids who are dressed exactly the same like lucy is the only one that's wearing like a um like a witch outfit because she's a horrible person and um the rest of the other kids are all dressed up in like <laughs> in these bedsheet coast costumes including um um pig pen who has you know the usual trail of dust behind him but they, they all look fine except of course charlie who um just can't get it together do you think it's, it's charlie brown so in the comic strip he is foiled by uh the the role of the punter or place kicker in football uh that he screws that up every time but other than that in the animated features it seems like charlie brown is just uh a nightmare around of the holidays like he fucks up a christmas tree he He'd, if he was celebrating Kwanzaa, he'd probably mess up the corn somehow. It just seemed right. like he, he's the screw up around the holidays. So he's like he's like a drunk uncle kind of. Yeah, he's like yeah. Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> I think that's exactly, it. that's exactly um, it. Well, he does as a baseball pitcher continually be unclothed every yeah. time a ball gets hit to him, <laughs> which is a little unsettling because he's like eight. <laughs> that does seem something that uh, the evidentiary uh, procedures in the courtroom would kind of reveal a psychological profile of a nudist. <laughs> Again, drunk uncle getting naked yeah. at inappropriate times. I think That's we're starting true. to see a pattern here, Chuck. That's true. Uh, okay, well, uh, PJ, you did a little bit of uh, kind of background reading um, on the bedsheet goes beyond its inception. What what else did you have to share about the history of that? Uh also, way back in the day, uh, people used bedsheet ghosts uh, to mug people. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Great. yeah, so instead of like, you know, wearing a, you know, a knit, knit cap face thing. Yeah, or it is, or, some, stock, or, some women's stockings. Or, or, or a yeah, stocking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They would just cut a couple holes in the bedsheet, throw that over their heads, go out and rob somebody, <laughs> and, then, and then run. And once they were far enough away, take off the bedsheet, you know? Yeah. And then just blend in with the crowd. 
So wow. it was like it was like a master disguise because you know the, the this guy mugged me. It was a ghost. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was <laughs> a ghost. Uh, that did a ghost. No, they can't find him because he took <laughs> off his disguise. Yeah, once we capture him, we're going to give him the death penalty. I, you know, here's what's wrong with that. That's double <laughs> jeopardy, sir. <laughs> wow, that feels like something that would have been in the gangs of New York or, or uh, uh, some historical. If you tell me this could have been happening in Cleveland today, I would probably believe that too, I guess. Um, okay, so PJ, what's your second uh, choice of bedsheet ghostness? Ah, uh, second choice of bedsheet ghostness. Uh, well, I don't know if this will count because I never saw the movie, but there's this movie with Casey Affleck called A Ghost or The Haunting. Oh, yeah. In which he wears a bedsheet. Yeah, and I think it's done in like, an, like a square aspect, almost like an Instagram yeah, exactly. video or something like that. Uh, I, I heard that that was a very effective not just the so the 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 frame size presentation was very novel and very and square almost like the first uh movies were done so so the fact that they kind of did a, a retro version of the ghost too sounds very novel so that's cool what what was it called again the haunting it was a haunting i believe mm-hmm. not the a uh, haunting a know? ghost story or a ghost story Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it's one of those things where it seems like the ghost, it's almost like a Vim Vendors thing where the spirits are there and they're longing to connect with the living versus there to kind of scare the shit out of them. Like it's, it's this kind of like Yeah, he's there, to con- he's there to console his wife, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And, and of course, I, I think the twist is that it turns out that He's not actually dead. She just doesn't want anything to do with him. Because oh. he's Casey Affleck. <laughs> so fuck that guy. There's the twist. That's Sorry, twist. spoiler alert. <laughs> well, well, that's very I'm novel. glad I brought this up because I for sure am <laughs> never going to want to see this ever. <laughs> uh, so PJ, you are known for, and I think people who seek out your socials will see your uh, movie reviews. And each, each movie you post... Uh, about half of them I've seen before, and I ask myself why I ever watched them. And then half of them I ask myself, why the fuck do you watch them? Because they, they, they are, maybe they're so bad they're good. Is that often the case, or uh, so bad they're bad? Yeah, yeah often the case. I mean, I, I, I always try to find the good in, in everything, especially in bad movies. But, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a movie nut. I'm a cinephile. You know, and, and and I do like uh, a lot of dumb and silly films. Yeah, yeah. So you're like a gourmand that's the person who likes a lot of different kind of food versus the gourmet who, <laughs> yeah. who needs the finest. Okay. Um, do you ha- what did you watch uh, recently that the we can read about? Uh, well, I recently, uh, well, today, as a matter of fact, Stuart Gordon's Dolls. Oh, wow. I've never seen that movie from uh, 1986. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll check that out. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a horror comedy and, and it's, it's really silly and dumb, but, uh, but they call themselves out on the silly and dumb, which makes it even funnier. Okay. Yeah. We did have a uh, episode of the Mount Rushmore horror comedy in the past and discussing how challenging, how rare that genre is to find anymore. And I imagine it's very rare to, uh, to execute in a 
in a, in a way that's neither mostly horror or mostly comedy or a compromise of them both. But um, um, that's another thing we discussed too, is uh, how similar those genres really are because they both kind of create and release tension uh, right. from a, from a directorial standpoint. Okay, uh, Richard and Michael, what do you got? Uh, our second choice um, is the Playmobil Ghost uh, from product number 3317. <laughs> uh, it's a glow-in-the-dark ghost that has this little ball and chain attached to his leg or his arm or wherever you want to attach it. And what I like about it the most, what I like about this ghost the most, is that uh, there's a character that's like underneath this bed sheet. It's not just like a molded um, plastic ghost, like something out of like uh, Lego or whatever. It feels like they really went out of their way to kind of have that aspect of it being like a person mm -hmm. under a bed sheet, whether it's like a person that's pretending to be a ghost. I can't quite tell from, yeah. from the pictures, but I remember having this thing as a, as a kid, it was, you know, very, um, I, had a version of it. I don't know if I had this really cool glow in the dark one, but it came with like their um, kind of night set, and uh, and they'd had to do like a lot of like. I assume this was a ghost that haunted some sort of castle or what have you. But I just love that, um, like all just the different aspects of this thing that is one glow in the dark. Two has a person that's actually kind of wearing this a bed sheet, and three the the. Um, kind of the ball and chain kind of reminding these kids that about death and it's you're being uh, held down to this mortal coil and you can never kind of go beyond it um and it's just a great looking toy ghost and i think that um it's so funny having a um my son is now three and he is as i've talked numerous times on this podcast he's obsessed with halloween and so there's all these little aspects of like death that are involved in halloween and God, everything in our house right now is, um, you know, uh, black cats and spooky owls and ghosts mm -hmm. and uh, skeletons. And uh, he's been pretending to be a witch and making these potions. And he puts like just different things in there. And um, so we have just this kind of constant like aura of death around you. And you don't realize how much death is involved in like your kid's toys and especially around Halloween and you got to try to explain uh, what a zombie is kind of and to a three-year-old it's like well he died and then he came back and he wants to eat brains and then he pretends to feed you a potion he's like okay now I'm a zombie and he's going like wow and you're like how do I explain what a ghost is as someone yeah. that died and their spirit came back but we're not religious so I can't explain heaven and hell to him mm -hmm. and like all these like I don't know how to talk about a ghost but he knows exactly what it is and you know kids have been I'm sure playing with ghost toys for forever but I just love this one wow I'm looking up I it did I kind of thought I had the general idea of I, I was imagining those Fisher Price little people mm. uh, when you described that but now I'm looking there's so many variants too there's the scary ghost, ghost. Ghost Hold, pirates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, holding a candelabra. This is very gothic. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think triggers his fascination? He knows that you're kind of interested in it, but he seems to play in that world a lot longer than you do. That's true. Uh, I think his, uh, my wife Emily, his mom, uh, is like, she's always been about Halloween as one of her favorite um, 
uh, holidays and she she loved, personally loves to decorate. So I think that it's just, we've really, I mean, kind of pushed it and it's just, we've, we don't have any sort of hesitation to like, to have some spooky stuff around. And he's always mm-hmm. kind of, he's always veered toward it. This kid loves being scared, but then hates it at the same time. I think I've told this story. <laughs> I, he, he, I've told this story before, but like he really doesn't like to watch a scene in Star Wars where they're trapped in the trash compactor. He mm-hmm. it like unsettles him. It makes him nervous. He, he wants to change. He's like, I, I don't want to watch the trash compactor part, he says. But he wants to pull all of the pillows off of the sofa and put them on the floor and crawl underneath it and say, help, I'm trapped in the trash compactor. So he wants to like – he has all these fears that he just processes immediately, which is so wow. fascinating to me. Wow. Um, so I don't know. Maybe check back in a few years and see what see where we're at and how far deep into therapy we are. Yeah. We'll get him a guitar or a keyboard. He'll start writing some music <laughs> that will make you all millionaires. Um, so I think that we are at our halftime. Yeah. Uh, and at the, I conven- this is just a coincidence, but I, I'm sitting next to the bed, and I have this white sheet. <laughs> So I'm going to do the halftime with this white sheet over my head. Um, I don't approve of the wrong white sheet, Michael. I don't approve of the wrong white sheet on. I don't like the point on top. Yeah. Wait, guys, uh, I'm a little bit short for rent, so I've got to go out real quick and make some money. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, the, uh, uh, yes, no, I'm going to take this off. Um, want to invite our listeners to take advantage of a little promotion we have right now with our uh, friend Don Pogierlings, the uh, uh, proprietor of the classichorrorshop.com. And um, to support a small business uh, as the holiday season gears up. And for her, Halloween is the big holiday season. You can get 20% off. No, it's 15% off. You can get a discount. Uh, No, it's 20 because the code is MR2020. Hell, I don't know. You'll get a discount if you do MR2020 on checkout uh, from theclassichorrorshop.com. So take advantage of that up until October 31st. Of course, that's probably naturally when you would uh, buy stuff before then. And so buy early and buy often because the uh, postal service is trying their best, but they are understaffed and uh, people are kind of uh, monkeying around with their resources. So you can also hook us up by going back and uh, downloading, rating, and reviewing past episodes of the Mount Rushmore podcast. We sure would appreciate if you would share with a friend and then do us a solid and join us in the dialogue out there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can suggest another weird topic like the Mount Rushmore uh, bedsheet ghosts. And then you can even let us know what we missed on this topic or other previous topics. So that would be super awesome if you did that. Um, Okay, PJ, uh, what other crazy stuff is in the history of bedsheet ghosts? Is there anything else? Uh, Well, if you want to go back to, you know... the Hulk the origin Hulk? of Halloween. Oh yeah, you know, which was uh, originally a, a, a Celtic festival. Am I saying oh. that right? Sure. <laughs> and uh, you know that that whole thing was uh, people dressing up to ward off evil spirits, uh-huh. and of course, uh, bedsheet ghost was the most easiest accessible. <laughs> In uh, you know, in the hand oh, yeah. costume yeah. to make, in which you know, yeah. uh, so apparently evil spirits were afraid of bedsheet ghosts. 
<laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Cool. Okay. So then what is your third example of uh, a bedsheet ghost in culture? Uh, that would be Booberry. Oh, oh, sweet. You know, uh, Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Booberry. Oh, that's super cool. So now you got a bedsheet ghost selling cereal. <laughs> and also who wears a straw hat, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. It's but jaunty. So... It's jaunty, yeah. It's jaunty. Yeah. It's kind of like Bingberry, like, hey, buddy boy. But isn't he, is he an imita is he Paul Freeze or somebody doing a Peter Lorre impersonation or something like that? I forget what character. Yeah, actor. I think it's Peter Lorre. Yeah. Because right. uh, um, Frankenberry was Boris Karloff for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the kind of a Lugosi was Count Chocula, I guess. Um, so are you a, I see these uh, boxes of cereal, the General Mills uh, monster cereals on the shelves at Target this time of year. And I, my hand always reaches out to grab it, but it's always this huge family size. And I know I'm not going to eat this. This is going to go in the trash. <laughs> are you a monster cereals aficionado? Not really, but uh, I am a Funko cereal uh, oh sweet! Collector. Yeah, uh -huh. I've got a box of Elvira cereal. Nice. Which is is black. I don't know what it tastes like because I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> and, but it comes with a, a little uh, mini Elvira Funko Pop. It should be called Boob Berry for Elvira <laughs> cereal. <laughs> Boob yeah, Boob Berry. Berry yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exciting. You see, so you you'll be a collector's item for you because the thrill of eating that cereal probably doesn't match the uh, future value. Ah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's super cool. Uh, Booberry, I got to say, that's probably one of the first bedsheet ghosts I saw as a kid. And I, now that I think about it, does he have holes cut for eyes, per se? Or I, I believe his eyes are embedded in his sheet. Uh -huh. But he definitely <laughs> looks like a sheet floating around versus, oh, yeah. uh, versus ectoplasm or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. definitely a sheet ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Um, what was the fourth one? Was it Fruit Brute? Who was the one, the monster that got canceled? There was like a fourth guy. I forget. Maybe it was the Fruit. I thought he was a wolf or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. What was his name? No idea. I'm okay. really not helping here, you guys. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you guys can help by giving us your third choice. Okay. I can I can do this at least, Okay. Jeff. Okay. If nothing else. Uh, our third choice is the Maitlands uh, attempting to be scary uh, in their house uh, in the movie Beetlejuice. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis when they're uh -huh. dressed, dressed up, kind of practicing at being ghosts mm -hmm. and absolutely scaring nobody. Uh -huh. <laughs> and what I love about this, I went and rewatched the scene before we just, just before we got on to record this i just love the idea that they didn't have clean sh like sheets like white mm -hmm. sheets all they had were like these pastel and plaid looking sheets yeah so that's kind of what they had to go with i just i just love that that little touch the mm -hmm. fact that it's that they can't even be like a proper ghost in like like white the, but what you would think of as your ghost in a white kind of yeah. sheet no, they're in plaid and, and pastels. Yeah. Of all the the um, characters in that film who have entered the afterlife but are, don't know how to do it yet, <laughs> they're kind of the funniest because now they they have a they have a, a mission to to 
to begin before they're even really ready to, to scare up the new, the new owners. Yeah, I do appreciate, I do appreciate that they go from such extremes to the, you know, to the juvenile bedsheet ghost thing. Mm -hmm. And then the very next time um, after they meet with them, uh, whoever it is, their caseworker, and they come back and like, they're sticking their hands through their heads and their eyeballs are crunched up on their (laughs) fingertips and their mouths are wide open. Like they really, there's no middle ground for these two. They're, they're either the most horrific, you know, Mm -hmm. Tim Burton uh, sketch drawing of whatever he thinks fright frightening is, or there's just like, Oh yeah, they're wearing uh, striped uh, flannel, (laughs) flannel sheets. Very funny. Uh, Okay. So, um, before we get to the last round, does any did anybody choose anything from Gilligan's Island by any chance? We did not. No. Okay. Surprise, I, I surprisingly, did. based on our track record, no, we did yeah, not. Okay. My favorite bedsheet ghost was uh, portrayed by Richard Keel, um, who we mostly know <laughs> uh, on an episode of uh, it was episode twenty-seven of the second season of CBS's Gilligan's Island, Ghost to Go Go. And um, there's a uh, Russian commander who has landed on the island, and Richard Keel is his uh, operative. And Richard Keel, I think, is dubbed in uh, by some other actor because it's not his his kind of typical voice that he has, just grunting out things he does as Jaws. So I remember as a kid, uh, I think the the uh, castaways dress up like ghosts to try to scare him away. And it was a funny thing that almost kind of presaged... Um, the movie Scream, where you see a couple, you think it's one ghost and you realize it's a couple people kind of are apparitions dressed up like this apparition. So uh, it, wa- it was right in that pocket of scary, funny, um, which I just loved as a kid, like the, the ghost and Mr. Chicken, you know, these other things that kind of fell into that, <laughs> fell into that pocket. Or even something like Scooby-Doo, which is um, even- Oh yeah, the, the, ice, pre- the ice cream ghosts. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The, the the visuals in Scooby-Doo, even when you had just kind of like a, a haunted, creepy background, it was purple and it was uh, kind of had almost like fluorescent colors to it. So it was always very vibrant, even if it was trying to scare you. So um, that's 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 my that's my vote. OK, so um, uh, is it PJ's last one? Uh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. PJ, what's your final one? Oh, my final one would be um, Zero and Oogie Boogie from oh, uh, great. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, adorable. Because you got Zero, who is a bedsheet ghost dog, uh-huh. and then you have Oogie Boogie, who is a burlap sap ghost. Burlap, oh, wow. burlap sack ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you know, heightening it, you know, uh-huh. taking it to the next level, burlap sacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do we have a sense of like if you've, we we know what's zero is a skeletal kind of um, thing floating around in this thing, but we we think Oogie is probably just a bag of worms or something like that, right? Is it? Yeah, it doesn't pretty, he come pretty, undone? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But but zero is definitely wearing a sheet. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. One thing that's fun about that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is it seems to. Uh, instill some of what we know because there's there's apparently what are vampires in the traditional sense and then you see then Zero feels like a um, kind of a ghost in the traditional sense but then there's all these other like 
the guy with the tearaway face or the mayor who's, who's <laughs> as spins around. There's right. some things that we don't know in there for sure. All right, cool. Okay, uh, Winfield and Manfredi, it's your final final choice. Um, our last choice is when E.T., the extraterrestrial, is dressed up oh. as a um, bedsheet ghost in order to uh, hide himself to try to get him um, away from the house um, during Halloween. And uh, the most wonderful image is of just this thing that's wearing like huge clown shoes to cover its gigantic monster feet. Mm -hmm. And you look at like his face and the eye holes are cut in just such weird places. Like it's totally falling off of his face and it's, it just looks so ridiculous. And, um, you know, they give that really wonderful, like first person view point yeah. of like him looking out the eye holes at like the world around him and all these other people dressed up as, you know, pirates and, um, you know, his, the kids that he's with are dressed up as like a, a hobo and, um, a skeleton. I think that's what, um, what Ellie is dressed up as. And, um, of course, you know, the very classic he sees, uh, some kid dressed up as Yoda in like one of those way too good Yoda costumes Yeah. for kids uh, in 1981. Yeah. Uh, you're 82. You're just like, ah, no one has a good Yoda costume like that. It was all those cheap plastic <laughs> masks and like the smocks as Yoda on it. So, and then yeah. <laughs> he just looks at this thing and says home. But um, just, I, I love that it was just an ingenious way to hide somebody quickly. And they got, you know, the, the idea was that, um, that was supposedly, you know, to trick the mother. That was uh, Gertie, uh, the uh, Drew Barrymore character, uh, underneath it. And the mom is so frazzled and so out of it, and she's just like, she doesn't even notice that this this could not possibly be Gertie when it doesn't sound like her, doesn't have the same size or shape yeah. or whatever. But she's just so happy that just to see her kids all dressed up in in some way. <laughs> That's a fun one, and nobody does child. Childlike wonder better than Spielberg, especially in that era too. Doesn't he spot another ghost at some point? I think he threw his little eye holes is able to see like another one like him. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the movie that that scene does bring up a good point about the uh, bedsheet ghost, which is you have limited peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is another thing I found when I attempted to do it. <laughs> Again, being at a party with a hundred thousand other drunken a holes, a lot of running into people. <laughs> a lot of running into people. Does um, do we think there's a slutty bedsheet ghost out there on at the Spirit <laughs> Halloween store or something? Oh yeah, uh, the, boob, the boobs are stuffed or they're cut out or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, or slit be. up, slit up the side so you can show a little bit of leg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always wonder uh, if I'm look, I'm looking at sexy bedsheet ghosts, ruining my internet search history. <laughs> I don't see anything I, other than um people like putting bras and underwear over the ghost costume oh okay that seems yeah. kind of i i was wondering if you were like a, a sex worker or a stripper or somebody you know whose who's job it is to be sexy all year round like halloween are you just like i'm gonna be a certified public accountant you know, or like <laughs> the sexy one no 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 no, no. <laughs> frumpy let be frumpy <laughs> Uh, the ghosts, well, also around here, if you go around, you'll see the ghosts of businesses that used to be thriving and are now Halloween stores, especially like downtown Burbank. It's uh, it's all one Halloween 
Halloween store now. All spirit of Halloween. All yeah, them. all yeah. of them. All of them. Uh, well, that looks like uh, looks like our whole show right there. It looks like we've wrapped it up. And um, boy, howdy, PJ. Uh, I want to say um, uh, normally on this show, the visitor uh, is chosen because they're an expert on something or have a funny point of view on something. And uh, you did not break that tradition. It was fun to see the dis- the disparate choices that you made in your selections of this weird topic, uh, Mount Rushmore beds, cheat ghosts. Um, so it's now my uh, uh, ghastly and, uh, honor uh, to choose our ghostly winners. And I'm going to choose three PJ, one Richard and Michael. I'm going to go with um, Michael Myers in Halloween and uh, Boo Berry uh, <laughs> and because it's the ghost you can eat. And then uh, Zero and... Boogie Boogie, because it's a double whammy, uh, which you delivered there. And then, so thank you for those great choices. That makes you the winner. But then um, the Playmobil Ghost was just a fun uh, left field kind of choice. So Michael and Richard uh, get that point. Um, PJ, are you doing any show? This will this will broad or post on Thursday. Do you have any shows coming up or anything like that? Uh, actually, yeah, I do. The weekend of the 17th, I am in the Chicago Nerd Festival. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, I'll be performing uh, that Friday night and that Saturday night. I will not be in Chicago. I will be in beautiful Burbank, California. You are a Chicago, uh, former Chicago resident, so people yes. within earshot might think they can go hit up their buddy TJ or PJ. So. And that's so. and that's a, a cosplay comedy show, in which yeah. I, I believe you're on that too, Jeff. I think I am. I think <laughs> I, I, I... Are you in two different uh, cosplays in that? Yeah, in one show okay. I am Michael Myers, and then the second one I am Jason the Hat comic. <laughs> That's awesome, Jeff. Well, will your Jeff, will your friend uh, Retro Batman be making yes. an appearance of this? Yes. Your 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 buddy. Yeah, my friend Retro Batman and the insult comic Boba T. Fett uh, will also be performing. <laughs> so, um, and and not... on that same weekend on on Saturday, which I think is the seventeenth, I am I will be performing, I will be streaming live from Flappers. I'll be doing uh, fifteen minutes. Oh, that's awesome. From the actual Flapper stage. Yeah, that's what uh, Kyle yeah. said. That I think he did that last night or something. So yep. there are there. It is a uh, social distance because there's nobody in the stage, right? And there's a few people. Yeah. Not, not many, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so, so glad to hear that uh, your comedy is out there happening and that actual comedy clubs are being able to adapt and uh, present um, live comedy. So that's that's pretty awesome. And where can people find you out on social media? Oh, well, you can find me on, the uh, well, easiest way to find me is on Instagram and Twitter at PJBayo. That is P-J-B-A-I-O. Cool, awesome. Well, sir, I hope you have a happy Halloween and I appreciate you coming and guesting on our show. Uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore of bedsheet ghosts. <laughs> I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 